0: you know, I call the difference between the 10% and the 10x. So it's it's a little bit about that, right? So you can do several 10% and, you know, we bring you to a good place, right? Because, uh, you know, like of the compounding effect, right? Uh, But you need to have some of the 10x bets because this is what will make you stand from the crowd and also, you know, standing from the crowd in business. It means uh, it can mean survival, right? I truly believe And, uh, and if you want to do that, you can tell people what to do, but you need to hire the right people and then they will tell you what to do. If everything is under control, you are going to slow I really, you know, while I spoke about sustainable growth, I, I think there is a, an element of, you know, having something not under control. Because
1: it's yeah. true, right?
0: If everything is under control, then you are playing safe. And then you are back to what I said on the 10% rather than the 10x, right?
1: Awesome. Davide, really, really pleased to be chatting with you today. Um, first off, thank you for joining us on Scaling So Far. Um, I've been looking forward to this for a long time. <laughs> and um, I'm excited for it to be to be happening right now and, and to, um, yeah, to share your story and, and Delivery Hero's story as well. So for our listeners, um, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself just to kick things off?
0: Absolutely, and sorry for the back and forth with the scheduling. Mm-hmm. I know that was that was on my side. There were some hiccups, uh, okay. but I'm super happy to be here and to uh, uh, you know to be chat, chatting with you today. So a little bit about myself. I describe myself as a, 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 like an engineer borrowed to to, to lend to product. So uh, basically, uh, that's how uh, my career started. Uh, I started 22 years ago now as an engineer. Working on uh, you know any type of technology that was available at the time, and then at some point uh, you know I, I slowly transitioned into 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 products. Or you know at the time when I transitioned, probably product was still not even super clear what product was, uh, yeah. but I mean product management and and design. And yeah, so the last twelve years I've spent in uh, building products um uh, in different uh, businesses uh, like from small startups doing video streaming to big company doing music streaming like SoundCloud or big e-commerce giants like Shopify and the last couple of years I spent at uh, uh or DH as we say uh, building uh, technology for consumers so anything that has to do with you know touching with our end customers mm-hmm. uh, for most of the markets uh, goes through the 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 products that we build
1: incredible thank you for that and yeah what a journey sounds like you've got a huge expansive experience and um yeah i love that you you sort of started at a time when as you say weren't really sure what product really meant. <laughs> um, and it's really evolved and you've been through that journey. So, um, so as you mentioned, you're now VP of consumer products at, at delivery hero. The company was founded in 2011. Um, is that right? Yeah. Correct. And, um, I'd love to hear just a bit more for those who haven't heard of delivery Hero. I can't, I cannot think of who hasn't heard of delivery Hero, <laughs> but, um, can you just tell us a little bit more about its its mission and its vision?
0: Absolutely. so um, so yeah so the, the, the delivery rope vision is is quite uh, uh, bold, but also simple, right? It's to make people's life uh, more convenient. Um, and uh, uh, of course, we do this in uh, in the food and e-commerce industry, uh, mm-hmm. where we are driving you know the tech mainly from the technology point of view. Uh, we are driving uh, uh, food and, and quick commerce to bring anything instantly to our customers, mm.
1: um,
0: and we want to do this by delivering an amazing experience, fast, in an easy way, and straight to our customers' door. Uh, and this can be anything from, you know, your favorite food from your uh, local restaurant uh, to your uh, uh, to an item from your local shop. To you know, even more, uh, uh, even more type of ve- like uh, type of items and type of sources. Mm-hmm. Um, everything needs to happen through. Uh, uh, I mean, what we aim for is everything happens to a flawless experience, uh, so that everything can happen easy, and then you have more time for uh, you know uh, doing anything else that can uh, you know can bring you joy and can uh, uh, you know wh- where you want to invest more time in your life. And um, I mean to bring this vision to life. Uh, I think we focus on building a company, and in my case, right, a, a, a group uh, for, for the consumer platform that is uh, leading, growing, and, and caring. And, and, and these are a little bit our three, uh, you know, main uh, uh, drivers. So leading, in, in our case, right, uh, product and technology is about really being at the forefront. You need always to, you know, to. You cannot only follow, right? You need to lead. You need to explore new technology. You need to uh, uh, somehow, in your industry, become uh, you know the the the, the source of uh, knowledge, right? Yeah. And um, so we are doing this, right? From from a, from a technological point of view, um, mm-hmm. we define you know all of us as entrepreneurs because ultimately that's what we do, right? We uh, uh, our backgrounds in in, in our teams are all people that at some point they had their own startup or anyway they have this entrepreneurial uh, mindset. Uh, So for us leading comes, you know, like for for many of us comes quite naturally. Growing, uh, you know, as one of the biggest uh, uh, tech startups in Europe, uh, we, uh, you know, we know that we need to grow, but we also know that we need to grow in a sustainable way. Uh, so you know we are expanding in more countries. We are growing our teams. We are looking always at opportunities, but we try to do this with uh, you know, like with with, with uh, 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 sustainability in uh, in mind. Yeah. Also, I, I like you know what uh, what we say about caring is ultimately is living behind something that we can tell our uh, you know like uh, children or you know uh, 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 our. Uh, uh the future generations that we are proud of so uh we try to build a platform where uh, uh we can also you know like the, the the food industry is is a very complicated one with a lot of players and we try to play a role in helping each of the of the players involved which you know like if you want to summarize our uh, restaurants consumers and riders now my focus is mainly on consumers but the beauty of dh is that you get exposure to everything right so we yeah. really aspire to have, a, to have a little bit of a of a mark in the society and to really help all all these people that ultimately are using their platform i mean for the consumers they are you know using to uh, uh you know to get something they want but you know mm. in case of restaurants or even riders this may be their uh, if not the main, one of their source of income. So we take this uh, mission very seriously.
1: Yeah. And I can imagine as well that mission, um, especially taking shape or really being put on a pedestal throughout the pandemic, right? Because everybody wanted accessibility to, to their favorite products or restaurants easily. And in some respects, your your riders, your the people across your team are almost like frontline workers because they're still trying to, Piece, people you know give people what access to what they want at that time ensure people are still sort of you know if they're having trouble going to the shop able to to purchase food and and stuff like that so it must have been an incredible journey seeing that happen
0: absolutely um as i said i joined two years ago and uh was literally the second of march
1: 2020
0: wow uh, and uh I think the 8th of March uh, uh, COVID was declared, you know, world pandemic, something was really few days. I remember, you know, being the first days in the office and then being told, sorry, the office is shut. And and at the time, probably I met 10 percent of my team face to face. And the following three months would have been all, you know, alone at home, trying to connect. And you know my team, as many teams at BH, is distributed because we have several tech hubs. Uh, I mean, we have, I think, tech, ten tech hubs around the world. Mm. And at the time, my team was uh, split between Berlin and Singapore, and I I couldn't meet uh, I couldn't meet these people. And for uh, for a person like me, uh, where everything is about the people first yeah. uh, was very complicated right and on top of that add that you know you need to learn about a new industry because it was completely new for me so yeah. new people new way of working that was a little bit uh, challenging to sort to say uh, yeah. but then we got we got we went through that and uh, you know things became the new normal uh, yeah. even though was never uh, the norm right to be so distant from people but then i think we found you know like good balance on how to work together and for me that was the focus of the first six months how how can you lead the group of people if you can't have quality time with them right because uh, you know like sure um uh, zoom and you know like all the technology really ramped up at the time right so that was great but i still you know, somehow believe also in the personal touch and more in the, in the connection. So that was a little bit the challenging part for me. Then things went better. And now I'm happy, you know, because, for example, today I was in the office. By the way, I come every day. And, uh, you know, to realize that there are no free, uh, there is not even one free meeting room. So we are back to the old problem of yeah. finding of space. I think that's uh, a little bit refreshing, I have to say. Uh, it's, yeah. it's, nice. it's a nice problem to have.
1: I was going to say everybody's just about ready for that to come back, aren't they? (laughs) And
0: just, exactly,
1: I'd like to be back and have a sense of normality, whatever that is right now. Right. So no, that's, um, I think an incredible time to join the company. And as you say, a new industry, but an industry that is absolutely going to explode Mm -hmm. (laughs) over the first year that that you're going to be there. So, um, yeah, that's that's super, super interesting journey. And as you said, you, you joined in March 2020. The company's gone from strength to strength, tapping into new markets um, and really scaling that team globally. More recently, you acquired Glovo as well. Um, such an exciting time to join Delivery Hero. Um, I'd love to hear what that journey, um, as you mentioned earlier, leading in a remote first world. Um, you know, since then you know what what's that journey look like for you and for your your teams and and for your approach to your to your role
0: absolutely i think has been uh, i mean probably probably the the best way to describe it is that it's it has truly been a continuous uh, way of learning for me the last two years everything was as of today still a lot of things are still new if you simply think the scale right today only the consumer platform, which I would say it only serves uh, 20 out of the 50 markets we operate it in, mm-hmm. it consists of 1,000 people. Uh, out of these 200 people, are part of my direct team, right? So product design analytics, and I think that's a scale, uh, you know, like I never operated, right? So we have to talk about scaling, right? And yeah. so, and you, you know, like uh, like at, at every stage of the of the growth, you need to learn. You know new ways right as uh, as my colleague will say whatever works with 10 people doesn't work with 100 and whatever works with 100 does work with 1000 right so i i it's true it's it's uh it's totally yeah. true and the point is that no one will tell you what works for 100 or what what works for 1000 because because i mean if someone pretends to tell you they are lying. The truth is that uh, I mean, yes, there are guidelines and there are things that we can share in the industry. But the truth mm-hmm. is is that teams are a set of individuals, right? And set of individuals are different depending on the set that you assemble together. So I think mm-hmm. there is a big portion that is how you, first of all, uh, like put your team together and how you create diversity, maybe in your team, and how you, you know, you assemble this this team and then of course there is a there is a set of of good practices right or at least things to try to avoid at different levels but for me that this you know the summary is, is really been try to to learn over the course how things would change when uh, uh, you know when the teams goes uh, grow so much also delivery raw as um is a very dynamic uh, company so we at any point in time we look you know, insight and we try to understand is what we are doing the best way to do uh, what, what we do? Um, is it maybe that we can extract a service and then make this service a global service for all the other companies in the group? So there is this constant assessment that uh, one on one side is super exciting, on the other it also creates always you know like changes, right? Because maybe, uh, 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 and we can talk more about the technology and the stack, but maybe some part of the technology stack will move somewhere else. And, you know, people, of course, you need to align people and you need to, uh, uh, you know, like uh, 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 have conversations, right? And and make people make sure, because as I said, we are really a people first company, make sure that people are comfortable with the change. Um, But yeah, so I think uh, uh, it has been a lot of this change over the last two years
1: and and i do i think that's it's very symptomatic of like a fast growing environment or a fast growing team right and you you have to be prepared for chaos <laughs> and not necessarily chaos in a bad sense but it is that everything's moving so quickly and and you you can have a long term strategy but you've got to be adaptable to that changing and um agile as well so yeah I uh, I totally feel okay. it. and also I think it also um it's reflective of that entrepreneurial spirit that you mentioned um earlier and the fact that you know entrepreneurs don't go right my job's done now <laughs> close the laptop off I go you that spirit is always how can we be better how can we be more efficient how can we service this part of the world and and really kind of growing um and finding ways to stretch
0: absolutely and our um if i may add on on this is you know i mean of course we always look and now we can be more efficient which is important is an uh, an important question but we always try to start how can we provide the best to our customers and then we, we we you know we we uh uh plan back from there and then you know and this may mean some changes internally may mean some changes to to the product itself but we really try to start you know i I mean in my case i ask for customers or consumers as we call someone else in the org will ask how can i serve better our vendors someone Mm -hmm. will ask how can i you know provide better tools to our riders so there are all these different pools and uh, each of us is trying to optimize, right? And, and then the entire company is trying to to make the best for uh, for this uh, marketplace. Yeah. And so, uh, but I think you know it's cool that we start from there and then we go back. It's not you know how we can uh, optimize costs. I mean, sure. I mean, there are pockets that uh, of of, of uh, and groups that are thinking about that. Yeah. Um, ultimately you know also uh, sometimes i'm asked but 90 percent of the questions i have is more how can we serve better our castle how can we be uh more uh competitive in this in this uh, uh in this region right which yeah. ultimately is the same right how can we better with our customer because ultimately if we are the best customers will choose us and uh yeah. yes I love that twist of the of the of looking at the product from that twist. Yeah, I
1: love that. It's almost that sort of customer first mindset. Whoever your customer is, as you said, yours is the consumer, somebody else's might be the, the riders, so and the vendors. That's fantastic. And um I saw on LinkedIn that you're really scaling your, your consumer platform teams, um, engineers, designers, product managers, analysts, the list goes on. <laughs> Are you? um, What's the what's the surge behind hiring um, for you? And sort of how are you going about um, bringing the right people on board at the at the pace and quality that you really need for Delivery Hero? Yeah,
0: yeah, Uh, absolutely. So, I mean, uh, first of all, let me start with a little bit on numbers. So, Delivery Hero um, is currently operating in. uh, 50 markets and more. You know, like if you call, if you also count the recent uh, uh, information you can find over the internet. But I mean, 50 markets is our official statement, um, and we have more than tech uh, 10 tech hubs. Basically, mm-hmm. what is a tech hub is is a is a location where we have a consistent number of engineers that are working on uh, on uh, either global or local solutions. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, uh you know like in order to you know to operate this skill uh, uh, of course we need to create the best product experience uh, for the customers in whoever your customers are and we have to have the best people um, now in terms of so the people need to be great and also you need a certain amount of people it's uh, it's also a little bit about how many because problems are uh, or, or Problems and opportunities and the solutions for them become Mm -hmm. more and more complex and what today what maybe a year ago was something that you would solve as a whole i don't know i can give you an example you know like maybe a year ago we we would be talking about checkout right which is the part of the flow where ultimately the customer will uh, will place the order, right today the checkout area Uh, It grew in a way where maybe there are people that are optimizing for uh, payment uh, provider selection. And there are people that are optimizing for uh, optimizing and solutioning for uh, um, uh, uh, like uh, providing the most essential information so that you can review your order. And there are other people that maybe are optimizing for how can we uh, maybe cross-sell on the checkout, right? So you see that what was one problem before, or at least the understanding of what problem now became more multiple. So you literally need more brains uh, to think about these things, right? And and that's why you need also to scale your team. And that's why, you know, you see a lot of job openings, right, of, of, of talents across the world. Uh, it's because of the complexity uh or the maturity also of our of our product. We we went very deep into you know personalization, uh, uh, uh machine learning, AI. You know, these are these are disciplines where you need to build a lot of product, a lot of tech. And yeah. in order to do that, you need great people and you need a certain amount of these people.
1: Yeah, amazing. And how um yeah it seems I think what I always find quite fascinating as well maybe we'll talk about this shortly but is how you have groups of people working on these new new problems new new areas that arise and and they become more complex but keep them all aligned and rowing in the same direction and and how does one thing not conflict with the other
0: yeah yeah um well that's the 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 difficulty, right, of, yeah. of managing a little bit, you know, these distributed and complex teams. Mm-hmm. Um, I think uh, so the, the the first thing is we try to operate in a way where, as I said, right, I feel I can call myself an entrepreneur here, you know, uh, uh, and, and I truly believe that. And I want this culture to pass through to my team and to their teams. Right. I think we, truly operate with a very high degree of autonomy and I think that's very key uh, because you then what you need to do you need to align on uh, on the fundamentals which are of course the culture, the direction we are going and of course what we are optimizing for you know in terms of big big uh, goals but then you don't need to necessarily align everyone on how to do things right? Just, yeah. just a, as an example, I've been in companies, so I've seen companies that try to have everything standardized. We work with these tools. This is the process to open a project. This is the process to get resources. And uh, I mean, on paper it's beautiful, right? Because you yeah. can almost have a manual and then you can follow. The truth is that it doesn't work that way, right? And we, I think, I can say that we don't even pretend to do that. So I think you know we have this level of uh, uh, loose alignment uh, mm-hmm. uh, where. You know we know where we are going and we refresh continuously you know with our CEO talking and with mm-hmm. you know us talking to our teams and translating you know the company goal into you know what we call the vertical goals right in case of consumer but mm-hmm. then we need to allow a, a lot of degree of freedom and flexibility which means that sometimes yeah some things go a little bit off track and then when you catch or someone catches then you need to correct but it's okay yeah. it's part of the I really see organizations and companies as living beings where uh, you know like uh, you need also a little bit evolution to to do their course right and uh and you know evolution sometimes go in strange ways and then you know some ways uh, uh die in the sense that you know they don't expand more um yeah. and and some other instead open for new opportunities that you would not even think right so uh yeah, yeah that's uh that's a little bit of, like an approach to how, how we do things
1: i love that way of describing it um similar to evolution because yeah i think especially when you're working in a startup and scale up innovation is so critical and like people talk about innovation um but as you say when you then say we're really innovative but we've got these processes and these structures to follow and we can't do that until this is done you're then limiting like it's almost the antithesis to innovation. <laughs> so actually giving people that freedom, that entrepreneurial um, like space to kind of shoot for things. And, you know, if it doesn't work, that's fine, like course correct and, and to stretch themselves beyond beyond just following processes. Um, I think that's, that's going to help in the long run, especially in, in a genuinely innovative company.
0: Exactly, exactly. If you try to... You know, like if you try to only uh, do what you you have certainly that will succeed, then yeah. you know you can have a good company that probably will. Uh, you know, I call the difference between the 10% and the 10x. So mm-hmm. it's it's a little bit about that, right? So you can do several 10% and you know will bring you to a good place, right? Because uh, mm-hmm. you know, like of the compounding effect, right? Uh, but you need to have some of the 10x bets because this is what will make you stand from the crowd. And also, you know, standing from the crowd in business it means uh, it can mean survival, right? I truly believe I believe in that. And uh, and if you want to do that, you can tell people what to do. But you need to hire the right people, and then they will tell you what to do.
1: Yeah, amazing. Um, okay, that actually ties really nicely in with the next uh, the next question I have, which hiring the right people um how do you go about assessing whether folks are the right people for delivery hero for your approach um for, for what you're trying to build for the future essentially um yes. how do you know whether they're right for, for the delivery Hero and the role and, and for your teams totally i
0: think of course i mean uh putting aside the technical part right i mean of course uh there are you know we have a great talent acquisition team. There are very well defined processes in every discipline. You know, engineering design. There are you know design challenges, engineering challenge. You know, like there is a way to uh, uh, to, to to assess a little bit the what what are the art skills, right? Yeah. Then I think it's all about a little bit the soft skills, right? And uh, we uh, you know we uh, it, it's art. I mean, and it doesn't work 100 percent. But we try to find people that are similar but different to us, right? Similar in the sense that share our values, you know, know, there are people that are not comfortable, right? In uh, having uh, a a very uh, uh, light direction. There are people that want, you know, uh, that want much strict and it's not right or wrong, right? It's simply different. So, and you know, if you have an open conversation, right? Ultimately, as I tell uh, whoever I interview, right? interview is not about me, Judging you or you judging the companies is a match, mm-hmm. and so it has to work for both. So I tend, and my team does the same, to have this very open interview where you open all the cards and you say, "Hey, this is how things work here." And we, I tend uh, to also, uh, uh, you know, like depict a little bit of the part that is not perfect yet, and and that's the reason why you are in the best, right? So yeah. I think for me an advice, and you know, I've been in situation in the past where uh, you know, even as a, a being interviewed, right? Like people were pitching me the company as the Evan, right? And we know that Evan, you know, like the co- the perfect company doesn't exist. And I think we try to do a little bit of this, right? To be transparent, open, and talk about mm-hmm. how we see things and what are the things that that we uh, that we want to improve. What are the things that we think are not perfect, but we like that way. And yeah. you know, like by doing that, you find out, you know, who. Who, who stays right in, in, in the different yeah. steps. And then, so it is complicated, right? And the, the more you go and you are in the senior leadership roles, the, the more complicated it is, right? Because you really need to, uh, you know, to be able to filter on these soft skills that are, that are, are quite complicated. Um, yeah. but, uh, but, you know, I think over time I have to say also looking a little bit at the numbers that we always do, uh, you know, like, uh, most of the people we hire uh, then we have successful transitions onboarding and uh, uh, successful you know probation periods you know in the countries exactly. where we so i think uh, i think we are quite happy with the process
1: brilliant and i think as well like as you say having that open conversation allows the candidate to make an informed decision and almost disqualify themselves if they don't feel that they would like the environment and 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 as long as you're honest as a company they can then make that decision and know that they're doing the right thing for themselves instead of potentially joining and your onboarding stats don't look so great because a few months down the line they go oh that it wasn't really the right environment for me i was gonna say that that's potentially like a pitfall that some um sort of early stage companies can sometimes go down because you know fantastic product and tech talent is tough to find um when you find somebody who has exceptional skills or in a you know great experience you might be tempted to say yes let's just hire them and it'll work but actually if they aren't able to adapt or aren't right for for your environment or as much as you're not right for them and their way of working it, it, it's not going to work
0: True, true. And you know, uh, like the truth is right that yes, the market is crazy, right? It's not challenging, it's crazy. And yeah. you will be tempted, right? But it's also true that this, the you know most people know what i just said right that the perfect company does so if you try to pitch something that doesn't exist they will catch you and go to the next company so <laughs> it's uh the, the options for them are, are 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 many right so they can pick whatever they like and also you know on your point of even if you're able right to uh, uh pitch a, a better situation than what is in reality i i think mm-hmm. a little bit of sale uh, sales skills are, are always needed right when you are but yeah. uh, it needs to be on the on the right level. But also, it's about, you know, what we say at DH, right, is that we are here for the long term. We are here not for, uh, you know, solving a problem for six months or a year, right? We want to build teams that go, you know, beyond the leader that is hiring that teams today, right? And yeah. in general, we want to build a product that will go beyond us here. And, and then, you know, if you start thinking that mindset, then the shortcut doesn't make sense anymore because, yeah, why mm-hmm. am I trying to get someone and then maybe get this person frustrated in six months, right? It doesn't yeah. really match. And that's how we, you know, try to remove that pitfall.
1: I like that. I like it a lot. And um, so for you, uh, Day, what are some of your goals um, and real focuses as, as VP of Consumer Products over the next sort of 12, 18 months? Yes. What are you really looking at
0: I think there are there are still things I want to do uh, I want to do as um you know in terms of growing my team and growing not in terms of people I think uh, you know we we I mean we will grow but we are also quite happy where we are um uh, I think you know I uh, I want to become I want us to become better in uh, um uh, more efficient communication between the departments mm-hmm. and uh you know even sometimes more transparency. I still feel that sometimes tough conversations are a little bit pushed, you know, like away in time and Mm -hmm. they are a little bit postponed. I I want to get better at that. I think, um, and uh, uh, I mean, and of course, I mean, for my teams, their goal is to keep, you know, finding these great talents, right? That will, uh, you know, come here and say, yeah, but I mean the way you're looking at cross-selling is wrong, you know. And this is, yeah. I, I think, you know, I really, I really want them to think this way. And then mm-hmm. there is the product itself, right? I, uh, I, I mean, what we want to do is really to build a product that will uh, will become like a reference in delivery. But I really think we we will build something that will be a reference in the industry, and people will point to that product as the best way to deliver food and e-commerce items to uh, uh, to 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 the customers mm-hmm. and uh, and in order to that, to do that i think we still have things to do when it comes to the sometimes attention to the details you know like fine tuning the experience and uh or things like you know becoming better and better in uh, uh, this complicated technology how can we help people find the products they want or they need how can we recommend people how can we be And that's what I also like in delivery, a global company with the local attention, right? How can we be relevant in uh, uh, Thailand as well as in Norway, right? With the similar product but not the same, so um, with a different landscape, with different people, with different Competitors, I think it's a very very cool challenge, and uh, it involves an understanding of the industry that goes really, you know, into very very complex, you know, like segmentations and matrix and uh, uh, you know, and and all this understanding of the customers. Um, and yeah, I think that's where I want to focus the next couple of years for sure.
1: So not a lot.
0: <laughs> no, not a lot.
1: <laughs> not a lot on your plate. <laughs> Um, that, that sounds incredible. One thing I would love to pick up on and dig a bit deeper into from what you've just said is, is around, um, that globalization aspect and obviously having a global team, but making sure that the product that you're shipping is, is more localized and resonates with that local audience from your team perspective, how do you achieve that or access the intel from a local audience yes. understand like what's resonating what's not resonating do you have team members in those specific locations or is there a feedback loop that you implement with with a absolutely. different
0: absolutely i think you opened the beautiful can and i can talk for uh probably for the next 20 minutes but i'll try to stay <laughs> concise so uh, uh, i mean first of all uh let me see where i can start i think uh like there is one there is one concept that i think it's it, it, it's super important that uh there is a localization that is how we can be better in malaysia rather than a uh, uh, denmark right so there is this component and you yeah. know it permeates into the product through different dimensions right through you know the basics language currency payment integrations local regulations you know we have gdpr in europe we don't have in. Uh, in uh, in, uh, Malaysia, for example, but but we have different ones. So there is this dimension, right? Literally the country. Then there is the localization when it comes to the users. So Mm -hmm. what we try to look at is uh, who are our users? What are they trying to achieve on the platform? And how can we categorize them? And then we end up with personas. And Mm -hmm. one example, maybe the the simplest uh, to explain, maybe the deal hunter, okay? So deals hunter. So a person that is looking for deals. I mean, mm. there are people on our platform that, you know, they come to the platform uh, for uh, discovering deals. And mm. if they found a better deal on Grab or another company, they will go there. It's literally what they do. They open three apps and then they select. And yeah. uh, now, deal deals hunters are uh, in Malaysia, as well as in uh, uh, Singapore, as well as in Finland. So, you know, it's... Uh, there are as you can see quickly problems can become very complicated right because now we suddenly moved from local in terms of country or mm-hmm. region to local in terms of lo- like to a, a segment of customers right and um, and I think so that's the first thing right so there is a component that is really understanding the user from the data from the interviews how yeah. do we do that we of course as many other companies have you know uh, disciplines like user research focus groups you know like we th- there is no better way than talking to the customers yeah. i also i also like to you know sometimes to spend time simply going through the app store and read the review you know like there are all these things that where you can get some uh, uh s- s- some intel and you know of course it has zero impact of what i read but you know like i think uh, uh definitely uh it's a mindset we all do that
1: yeah uh-huh.
0: Then there is what you were, were, were also asking, the local in terms of the country. So mm-hmm. uh, the short answer is that in order for us to understand the country, we need to be there. And we are there because we have uh, salespeople that are there. We have business operations that is there. We have, you know, logistic that is there. So what yeah. we do is uh, to create connection between these people that are on the ground and the product people that are across the world. and. Yeah try to uh, get these people together so recently we came up with uh, a different way of planning you know before we were doing you know almost like uh, as many other company quarterly planning right with okrs you know uh, recently we came up with a different way a different twist again which we called collaborative uh, continuous collaborative planning so instead of sitting every 3 months uh, you know like and deciding on what comes next we said you know, let's create smaller groups of people that meet every two weeks or every month, and they simply discuss what is going on now and what will happen next. So the horizon is a little bit smaller, but uh, they are in constant exchange of information so that the response to the market change in a market that is so uh, crazy as, as ours can be faster. Yeah. And so now we just launched this a uh, few months ago. So. Uh, maybe we can talk about this in the next episodes uh, if it was successful or not but I think the first results are very encouraging because are creating even more connection between product and what someone would call business that in our case it's not really that you know uh, different I, I believe that I, I do believe that everyone does product because ultimately you know like uh, uh, it's 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 the same platform for everyone and I also do believe that Everyone should understand the business, otherwise you know you w- w- what what are you really uh, doing right? So I think, um, I think it's creating a tighter connection, it's creating you know more cross-functional teams uh, yeah. in a way that is a little bit larger than the cross-functional we intend today with product design uh, engineering, but is even including business, operations and so on so forth. So I'm very, very happy of, of this change that that we are experimenting.
1: Um, I would love to hear how it goes. So I think it sounds like an incredible initiative and, and one that allows you as a global company to, as you said, have these really um cross-collaborative teams. You get different insights from different um different locales, but also from different perspectives in the business in terms of yeah, where their where their priorities are and what, what they're focused on and what they're hearing as well. Um, so yeah, it sounds incredible. I would love to hear how this goes. <laughs> we'll schedule another chat for the next season. Absolutely. <laughs> Amazing. Thank you for sharing that with us. Um, so talking about leading teams, um, you, you've led teams at the likes of SoundCloud, Shopify, um, as you mentioned earlier, and you, I'm sure you've got a ton of, ton of learnings, um, from those experiences as well what are some of the key learnings that you have when it comes to sort of people talent shaping leading teams over the years?
0: I think so there are there are definitely a couple of things that come to mind one is about the people the people uh, you know that you work with I think I I'm I, you know I I I always had this goal with me and you know in some cases I was able to to, to accomplish uh, more than a goal is a dream right so the dream is to work with friends you know like is to to almost call friends everyone you are working with now it's complicated right when you become too big but i think if you aspire for that i think you know there is there is something you can do along the way right and now of course being friend with people is not doesn't mean that you always agree with everyone it doesn't mean that they are all the same actually most probably is the opposite uh so i think that's the one right the second i you know and this is more personal right i value passion a lot so even beyond skills i think you can learn right things but if you are not passionate i and you know passionate doesn't mean that you don't have passion for anything right maybe you are not passionate for solving the problems we have today right which which is a very specific thing right i think it's it's okay not to work together right so i think passion is definitely uh, uh you know is definitely one of the key things i look into people when uh, when mm-hmm. joining us and when joining me in the past uh and then you know like uh, i think there is always a component of uh, uh uh you know uh like growing the team and you know but growing responsibly right i think you know what we mentioned before i think it's important that you you every time and that's what i learned you know especially at the beginning of my career as a manager as a, as a leader is to you know, Take also your time to uh, uh, um, uh, think about the, the setup you have and think if you want to grow into that setup or into a different setup and maybe do the changes before keep growing again. So yeah. uh, I, I think that's, uh, for me, that's extremely important because everyone talks about growth, right? The world uh, to- talks only about growth, right? GDP, yeah. has to grow. everything has to grow. But I think there is a component where growth needs to make sense in the system. That you are growing and you yeah. need to design the system to as i said at the beginning right what works at 10 doesn't work at under. So, so it means that sometimes you need to redesign or reshuffle the system so that you can apply growth again and that growth will give you additional margin that otherwise would have been lost in noise so uh, that's it then maybe the last thing and i close here on leading teams i think it's also important about how you know like like the, the principles again right and I think you know in my previous companies and here at DHL always try to bring you know my true self. You know, mm-hmm. transparency it's super important because then it gets transparency back, and mm-hmm. and it's a beautiful you know cycle of uh, uh, you know of of uh, uh, like uh, honesty, right? Uh, mm-hmm. work, really working together. So I think you know like basically just to summarize before the skills there is really a little bit the culture and then the culture is something you drive but also only people that that are believing that culture
1: yeah amazing there were so many great points in there <laughs> i um, i think your point on growth growth um how did you just grow sustainably or yes. um yeah. yeah growth sustainably is really interesting because i do and i think you know it's symptomatic of of early stage companies as it is right if you're venture backed you've got um you know you've got shareholders to answer to and um your community where you know you're, you're always pushing to reach these growth targets that you've, you've promised and i think it's um it can be so tempting to grow at all costs and then compromise on on certain aspects so you've almost got that like a sort of triangle where you say okay growth but then what what happens to these two aspects? Um, and finding that balance so that you can grow sustainably and you're not compromising on other aspects that are integral to your business, I think is so key. Absolutely. And even just in teams, right? <laughs> um, it can be tempting to grow your team and, you know, hit, hit, you know, I want to get to 50 people in my team, I want to get to this in my team, or in order to do this, got to do this. But actually, you've got to be very intentional with the how. You grow your team, so. exactly,
0: and, uh, and yeah, I, you you got exactly the point. I think you know uh, there is a, there is a let's put it this way: there is a, an easy way of solving problem, right? That that is to throw more at the problem, right? More money or more people, and that's the easy shortcut, in my opinion. And it works in the short term, but again, if you think about the long term, uh then it you know it, it still means that you need to grow. But maybe you don't need to grow too fast. You need to grow fast, maybe. But I think with keeping in mind that uh, uh, that you know sometimes you need to review the system and you need to readjust the system. I think is a little bit what in engineering we call the technical debt, right? Sometimes you know you do things and you know that then you will pay in the future for what you are doing today. So you know you may accept. Okay, I add twenty people to this team knowing that, uh, you know, in six months I need to restructure the team. And you do that decision and you do, but you do consciously. And I think that's, uh, sorry, that's my, uh, uh, you know, understanding of sustainability in this way. It has nothing to do with money. It has nothing to do with, you know, with any uh, of the, of the definition, you know, like, uh, of course, with the environment, but it's literally how can you get in a way that your system, let's say your group benefits, growth and that's it.
1: And building for the future, not for the right now, like not going, this is my immediate biggest pain point that you're in people debt already at that point. (laughs) Actually, that's a position that obviously you should have hired for like four months ago, probably. So it's thinking about what, yeah, how do I look forward to my future potential pain points? How does this role fit into the, the, the future of this team? And what will they solve in the future? Not just the I'm having issues of payroll I need a payroll advisor right now <laughs> sort of thing so no that makes total sense um and do you like you maybe have seen some some advice some advice sort of bandied around or pitfalls that you think oh don't fall down that trap I've seen it happen too often um, when it comes to sort of building and scaling teams in a fast-growing environment, maybe we've just covered this, but
0: <laughs> probably, probably <laughs> I, I would remark that one. You know, it's the the, yeah. the speed at which you grow and the complexity that you bring with this. Because you know, when you grow, it's not only that you add the new element to the system, right, or more elements to the system, but you you bring maybe a new. Uh, if you if you are growing, uh, if you are if you if you are hiring properly, you yeah. bring new points of view, which is great, but it also, you know, like like changes the system, right? It changes the way you look at problems. So I think that's that's really my single advice. I think too often today I see companies growing too fast and like suffering a lot out of that. And even worse when companies are only growing to show a, a bigger you know, like grow people just to show bigger evaluation. I think that's the worst can happen. But that's again for another episode, I guess.
1: <laughs> I think that's a shared pet peeve of ours. <laughs> um, cool. I'm conscious of time um, and would love to sort of bring bring our chat to a close with a couple of lighthearted questions. Um, aside from passion, which I know you mentioned earlier that you're incredibly passionate about people being passionate. <laughs> um, but is there anything that you yourself, whether personally or professionally, are just incredibly passionate about you just find unapologetic amounts of joy in um
0: i think uh, um well uh, interesting i think uh, uh i mean th- th- there are there are there are many things i i really i really find joy i mean it may sound okay it may sound a little bit of a of a strange answer right especially in a world where everyone talks about work life balance and i you know i've been in in other conversations around this but i I think I really like what I do. You know, like I like the job. I like the challenges. I like the. I really consider myself, and that's what I repeat. My team in the, you know, on on the one percent or lucky ones that uh, that can almost choose what to do, right? In a market where you can almost pick the company what you want to work for, so you choose to work for DH, right? Like in my case, it's not that. Uh, you know, of course, DH also chose me up, but you, you see what I mean. I feel. Yeah you know i feel lucky i like my job you know i i always tell my 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 team right i you know my father he drove trains for 35 years right so definitely interesting right but it was the same thing for the we can choose what to do how to do with whom to do and yeah. uh, i i really consider myself lucky and i really like to indulge sometimes in uh, you know even after after work in uh, keep thinking about the work and keep thinking how we can do things better with the team and with the customers i i don't know how else is to say that but i don't necessarily feel you know at the end of the day that i did work you know what i mean it's yeah. uh, it's it's really it's really something i uh, uh, i like and probably that's where you see the passion coming right i you know like if you like what you do, then you transmit this passion, and then people—it's a little bit contagious, right? Yeah. So, I mean, probably okay. the best, the, the the better than this, I could have only been a football player, but uh, I did <laughs> Amazing. I'm, I'm Italian. I'm Italian.
1: <laughs> um, did is there? Uh, this is aside because I'm 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 similar. Like I like to listen and to learn in what I do um and i i listen to podcasts i write notes on my phone like do you have a note section on your phone that's packed or do you have a book or like do you journal i
0: yeah no i i mean i uh in terms of how i take notes or uh, yeah 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 i i'm still you know in order for me to remember notes i need to do this <laughs> so i okay. i uh, still pen and paper uh and okay. i have multiple of these and I took notes also now that we were talking, right? So I yeah, that's my way. Now it's very old fashioned because it's very difficult to search through this thing, right? Because it's paper. Uh, but I do like it. it's a little bit the craft that is left. So
1: yeah. Yeah, no, I I absolutely love that. I think that's fantastic. And I think there's there's also um an aspect of it that helps to get it out of your brain or your phone and onto a piece of paper, right? that you're making it solid when you put it, it's like I don't know how it, it to it gets real.
0: <laughs> yeah it gets real
1: exactly um just to bring us to a close david i i'd love to hear is is there a thought a value or a phrase that you really like to live by
0: huh. uh i uh, maybe a couple i can i can mention because describe a little bit the way uh, also the way i see things right so um uh, one is uh, I mean, I don't want to know what the wrong person because it, 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 I read this ten years ago or more, not 15 years ago. Now I think the sentence goes something like, uh, "If everything is under control, you are going to slow." Uh, I think it was M- Mario Andretti that was a uh, that was you know a professional uh, uh, driver in the 50 or 60. But basically, you know, like uh, uh, I really you know while I spoke about sustainable growth, I I think there is a an element of you know, having something not under control because
1: it's yes. true, right?
0: If everything is under control, then you are playing safe and then you are back to what I said on the 10% rather than the 10x, right? So yeah. that's one. Yeah. I think yeah. other two are more uh, uh, Latin sentences that I end up repeating to the teams. Uh, 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 and one is, you know, uh, uh, repeti- repetita juvant. The other one goes more like a gutta lapidem. I think both of them. A little bit they express the fact that if you if you repeat something then you help uh to get this message through right and i think it, it seems very obvious right but i think it helps me uh with my way of communication right i you know like uh, i really think that when there are impo- you at some point you ask how do you align right and i think you know it's complicated to align because there are many people. So the only way you have is to repeat the message in different forums, maybe with slightly different uh, words, so that mm-hmm. the message really seeps through. I think we are beyond the world where you would send an email and everyone would, write, would read. I don't. I, I don't think. I, I. You know, like maybe I'm a. I'm a bad employee, but all of my emails they go unread. Uh yeah. we are beyond the world where you send a Slack message and it's necessarily read, understood and you know I think there is over communication and uh, I think uh, it sounds bad right because my approach creates even more communication but at least directs these you know nuggets of communication multiple times but always the same. So I think uh, that's the reason of the two sentences, the Latin sentences.
1: I love love all of them. That last one sounds like Communication consistently and repeatedly.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: Awesome. Exactly. Look, Davide, it's been so wonderful speaking to you and, and hearing more about um the consumer products team at Delivery Hero and, and what you're up to, your focuses and um how you're scaling. And you've you've imparted some incredible advice and um and learnings as well. So thank you so much for that. It's been brilliant.
0: Thanks a lot. Thank you. And uh yeah, have a have a good rest of the day.
1: Thank you.